Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick. And yeah, we've got a pretty cool interview for you today. I'm super excited about this because this is for all of you bloggers, coaches, authors out there who are looking for that thing that's going to kind of take your business to the next level. So if you're looking to, to up your game and maybe add some high ticket offerings, this is the interview you're going to want to listen to. So I'm going to go ahead and zip it on the intro and we're going to jump into the interview. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Kim, thank you so much. I'm pretty uh, pretty excited to be here with you today. Yeah, I get to like pick your brain. This is great. We've, <laughs> we've chatted a few times, but I love it. I'm like, ooh, I can dig in. So uh, Tony and I connected through uh, a training online with a mentor of mine we were doing. It was a, a high-ticket strategy training course. And uh, I think the first time we chatted, it was like an hour later. I was like, wow, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a great class, too. It was a really good class. So before we, we dive into you know what you're doing in your business today, give us a little bit of a backstory. What were you doing before you, you found the space that you're in? So funny. So um, my, my origins are actually of a musician. So I was a classically trained violinist and, um, and guitar player and pianist uh, now for, for many years. And I uh, was actually in a death metal band of which I got tired of being broke. Um, <laughs> of 22, I got into uh, what would be considered high ticket sales. Actually, I was selling manufactured homes or mobile homes. Uh, you know, when you sell trailers for $100,000 plus, you get pretty good at sales. And um, from there, I actually went into the network marketing industry where I was with a, um, I was selling a legal insurance for probably about 10 years. And, um, you know, that's where I learned a lot about leverage. And of course, you know, did a lot of sales and and then uh, started moonlighting and transitioning into the online world. And um, the funny backstory there is I just came out of a divorce and I didn't know how to date anymore. And I ended up going online and buying an ebook, and it was actually called Double Your Dating. And uh, for any of our friends that are in the online marketing space, we know that uh, that was written by David D'Angelo, otherwise known as Eben Pagan, who's a very, uh, very high status uh, online marketer. That's so and, funny. Just as you're saying that, I'm like, I yeah. wonder if that was one of Evan's products. I know that's how we got into it. <laughs> it totally was. And um, yeah, so I was like, oh man, this is brilliant. I'm like, I didn't learn how to date out of it because I just got too excited about the whole like online marketing thing at that point. I just bought a book off the internet and I could read it instantly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, this guy's got it going on. I'm like, I just paid 20 bucks for this. And of course I had to pay for the $20 CDs that come every month. And you know, and everything else, all the upsells and everything. And uh, that was really kind of got me excited. So um, that was the online world, what got me started there. But then I've always been, you know, just because of my background, coaching and mentoring and working with people in the network marketing company that I was with. And, um, you know, and just ultimately over the years started learning a lot of, uh, you know, personal coaching and, and uh, life coaching and shadow work and all kinds of other weird, you know, cool stuff. Started, you know, putting that all together. I started, uh, you know, blogging at TonyTeagarden.com doing my coaching and all that sort of thing there. And it just really transformed because I had to learn all of the online marketing stuff. And I was really fascinated with it and really loved doing it, um, that it just became a natural progression. I started working with life coaches and, 
and experts and nutritionists and, and all kinds of other people helping them to get their brands up and running online successfully. So it kind of led me here today. God, there's like 80 questions that I want to pull out. <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, you know, kudos to you for network marketing. I had tried that a few times and it's tough. There's really, um, I, I, I think to a certain extent, really understanding sales and leverage and all that or, or selling at 22, you're like, I wonder, God, what would, what would my comfort level have been at an earlier age if I had been forced into a sales position? I think it's powerful. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. And, and I think it's something that even with the internet, there, there's so many opportunities there. If, if you can do that, it's, it's awesome because it's tough. I think it takes a lot of, there's, there's a lot for me, my experience with it. There's a ton of great, you know, training and material and motivation, but it's like, what do you do when you don't have that in front of you? <laughs> right. Well, let me, let, and, and such a great point. Let me, let me add is that there's two things about the whole network marketing industry. As a matter of fact, I will tell you that I hated the network marketing industry. As a matter of fact, the only reason I positioned myself with that company was number one, I got, I used the product and it sold me, you know, right off the gate. Um, and I, also could make a six-figure residual income and never recruit a body, never recruit anyone, just selling the legal insurance itself. And so that's what got me excited. I didn't even recruit anybody until like my, after my first year. And um, they actually recruited themselves by accident. That's how that all started. So inevitably, though, I did end up starting, you know, I did build a, a big team, but it was very natural in its progression. So that was just kind of an interesting perspective that I just did not want to recruit people and go that whole route. But, you know, inevitably, I, I did end up doing it. So it's kind of interesting. Well, I think it's great because to me, it's, it also relays to with online business and, and regardless of your niche or your market, there, there's so much information out there and there's so much direction. And what I have learned for myself is, you know, you have to be able to take the, the guidance, the information, the mentoring, whatever that looks like for you. And for me, I have to tweak it so that it's, it, it's totally in alignment with who I am. And I trust myself because there have been times I'll never forget the first mentor and I'm not going to give his name, but that I hired right when I was starting this in 2008. And it was, I don't know, it was like 5,000. That was huge. Like I knew nothing about this and I'm making this investment. And his whole thing was, well, you know, give me 10 niches kind of. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I did that. And I was talking, my brother at the time was a part owner of a pet store and was huge into tropical fish. And he had this like, I don't know, 30 gallon aquarium, amazing, right? Beautiful stuff. So his, his direction to me was, we'll make a video on how to do this, produce a video, sell it on, on tropical fish. I'm like, I don't like fish. <laughs> right. And it's like, and not that I don't, I know nothing about it. I was like, this, there is no way that I can do this for the long haul, you know? And so, like taking that, like you said, and, and getting into network marketing, saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sell the business piece of it. I'm going to sell the product, not not the, the business. You trusted yourself and it paid off. When I was in the metal days, my band days, I did work as a dishwasher, I have to admit. Um, but, yeah, you know, do you have I any hair at, band pictures of yourself? I actually do. They're kind of scary. <laughs> I'm not sharing those either. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, but I always looked at the blue collar, you know, world of working as a as a uh, a fishbowl. You know, it's kind of small, it's kind of safe. You know, you know, you're going to get paid every week and all those sort of things. But you know, it's rather limited in its scope of of your you know your freedom and your expression. Um, and then you know, network marketing, and even you know, as you become maybe a, a freelancer is more of like a fish tank. You know, it's there now there's more risk out there because your income is based on um, your activity. But, you know, when it gets to the expression uh, and the creativity and and whatnot, especially in the network marketing industry, 
uh, direct response industry in that sense, you know, you, you don't have very many, uh, you've got limitations inevitably. And that's what I was experiencing with that company. As I started noticing as I was growing and evolving from all the personal growth and everything else, you know, I wanted to start being able to express myself in, in, in different ways. And you could not do that within that environment. They're very strict. So, but then I figured out there's this whole ocean of opportunity called entrepreneurialism. And so, you know, that's definitely where like whole new level of, of mentors and guidance and, um, you know, opportunity have been, uh, because there are so many risks, you know, quite frankly, uh, but it meets my needs, my hierarchy of values. I value freedom and expression. Those are two very important pieces to me. And so um, once I got out of the fishbowl, which was rather quickly, I moved into the fish tank, which took me a little while to get out of. Uh, but now I'm, I'm just blessed to, to be able to be running around in the ocean and, and um, you know, creating good stuff. God, that's a great analogy because it is so crystal clear. And as you've grown in your business, can you like – how do I want to say this? You know, I look at that being in the fishbowl and my thought processes and my mindset. And, and I'm like, I'm literally a different person from each of those stages because you get to this place where it is infinite to me. Now you hit a certain point and it's like, well, whatever, what do I want to do? You know, it was funny. I was, I don't know. It was probably a month ago. I was driving on the freeway, which I don't ever have to commute fortunately, but I was thinking to myself, you don't ever, you can vacation whenever you like, there's, there's no more. Oh, I only have two weeks. Cause I was, my girlfriends and I are trying to put something together. And I'm like, just that mindset. And all of a sudden it was such a huge awareness to me that I've created a life that I can vacation whenever I want. Exactly. You know? Um, okay. So let, let's, we're going to jump into your current business. And before you would kind of explain what you do, I wanted to talk to you about your tagline because I love it. Turn your problems into profit. So how did you come up with that? Totally by accident. I'd like to say it was very uh, strategic and sequential in how I came up with it, but it wasn't. But it was divine, uh, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know, it's funny. Um, I, I just look at my entire past. Has all is it's all been about turning my problems into um, profitable experiences. You know, and I'd like to say that initially that I spoke um, of you know turning your problems into profits you know, profits as money. And of course, that's how a lot of people are going to, um, to probably perceive it, you know, but you and I both know that, you know, a profitable life is one that's rich in spirit and, and, you know, emotional intelligence and, you know, connectedness and, and just, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically being in balance or at peace in some way, shape or form. And, you know, that's what I'd like to believe that, you know, I've turned my own life around, you know, from, um, an early age of when I moved out of, um, you know, the music scene, started moving more into the making money. Um, I was a very unhappy person. I was trying to fill a void. Um, matter of fact, in my early 20s, you know, almost died of, of drug overdoses twice. Um, you'd have thought I'd done that back in the metal business, but I, you know, the band days, but I didn't. I wasn't doing any of that. Um, you know, it was because I was empty and I was trying to fill a void with money. And so, you know, I, I remember hearing this uh, from a training one time, um, and I thought it was brilliant. He's, you know, it's never trust a man or woman who's never gone nearly apostate in their own beliefs, meaning, you know, that they've nearly abandoned their way of, of believing and, and viewing the world um, in their faith. And, you know, and I'd like to believe that all the challenges that I've experienced in my life that have led me to the point of being the level of mentor and coach that I am is because I have gone to the edge in, in, of my own life, uh, in my own beliefs. And, you know, just literally turning my problems into profits um, would, you know, and, and today having a profitable career, 
uh, one that's both fulfilling emotionally and mentally and spiritually and, and working with people that I just really like to work with. So not only do I work with my, my clients, um, you know, who are coaches and experts in themselves in their own right and turning their, their marketing challenges into profits, but in so many other ways, um, you know, I support them in, in turning some of their other challenges into profitable experiences. So it kind of has a double-edged sword or double-edged meaning to it. But, um, you know, it really did come up by accident, but it did come up more by philosophical experience and my own life's journey, so to speak. It's interesting that you say that because I have hit, I, I was saying this to someone last week also that I said, God, all the things that I was fearful of sharing or being really transparent about are the things that have connected me the most with people. You know, and there's a there's a deeper range to to go for me. I know it, in terms of stepping that up and really showing up because that's what makes you relatable. And there is there is this quality about having been brought to your knees and being able to come up your empathy, your compassion, your understanding for the individual, and and because you've come through it, all of a sudden it's like there's hope for that person. Exactly. I've always thought, and, and I did become much more mindful of this um, in a strategic manner, you know, both in my marketing and my life in general. But, you know, the more that you are transparent of your own experiences in life and the more that you give people permission around you to be more of themselves as well and realize, you know, none of us are broken. Um, you know, none of us are screwed up, you know, but what I have discovered is everybody has this ideal vision of that everybody, you know, outside of themselves is perfect or, you know, their coaching business is doing amazing and it doesn't suck and everything's smooth and which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, you know, because I work with all my clients and I see all of the pieces that they're trying to work on and, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it is, it's very interesting, um, you know, of how we view other people, but more importantly, what I found is most important is how we view ourselves and being compassionate and being loving and being supporting of our own challenges and our own um, stuff that we have going on. I feel like I, we, we could go in like 12 different directions with this, but I, I just, I have been there at that point and I look back and I can look back on, on a time in my life where I literally considered taking my own life because I was so, it felt so dark and so stressed and Talking about that with another mentor last week, like it brought me to tears because of how harsh I was on myself. And now I come from a place that I'm like, I nothing, there is nothing in this world that is more important than me living in alignment from a place of love. And really just, just, you know, it's like, and for me, I'm able, able to kind of switch those things like, God, what, how would I feel if my kids felt that way about themselves? It would break my heart. And so I totally agree with you. All right, we're going to go. To, totally sideways if I keep going there. Let's talk about your current business. Explain your business and, and then let's start talking about who you work with. Yeah, sure. So right now my business, I work with uh, coaches, experts, um, you know, generally that are in the one-on-one -on -one trading time for money or selling information products and also niche bloggers um, that are already experts in their own right but are looking to, you know, monetize uh, what it is that they know. And I've just been working over the past, you know, few years, been working with individuals to help them to translate those specialties into more of a high-end group coaching um, and mentoring training program. And um, it's something that, uh, you know, through my own trial and error, and then, of course, also in working with individuals over the last few years, uh, I've gotten really good at helping them to put together signature programs and launch those programs um, profitably. 
and, uh, you know, having a lot of fun while they do it. So, um, initially, uh, this program has been called the high ticket blogging formula, uh, because that's originally how I started to stumble into this. So I was actually blogging at tonyteagarden.com, had a gentleman, I did a video interview with a friend of mine, Tim Brownson out of Orlando. He's a great life coach and, uh, probably be a good guest for you too, by the way. Okay. Uh, hook me up. <laughs> so just total plug. But, um, we did an interview about one of his new books and somebody had, uh, came in to watch the video from a retweet that, um, that I had done and they watched the video. It was about an hour long or 30 minutes. They opted in, got surprised by an hour and a half long webinar. And then that ended up them reaching out to me and us having a phone call and turned into a $5,000 transaction. Uh, you know, for coaching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that was pretty cool. How can I do that again? <laughs> so, you know, kind of went on this, this whole journey of figuring that out. And it actually created, um, it created this high ticket blogging formula, which has now evolved, you know, even beyond that, um, you know, webinars and trainings and everything else. So, you know, initially, uh, that's what it was, but now it's really transformed into this, you know, helping to craft, articulate and communicate, uh, an expert's most ideal offer to the most ideal client with a high ticket program. Okay. Great summary of that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your clients. And if you have any sort of case studies or, 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 you know, real life examples, feel free to just story tell the way, because sure. I always find that that helps people to sort of see themselves in that situation. But, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, and, and I've noticed this when I started doing coaching is, you know, th there are common challenges or like a really big obstacle that people tend to run into. Is there, is there a common challenge or a few obstacles that you have seen in working with your clients that are, that are common across the board maybe? Oh yeah. So for many experts and specialists, you know, especially you're talking like nutrition and wellness and life coaches, the good news is that they can help everybody. And the bad news is, is that they can help everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, this has been something that's very common. And, you know, and one of the things that I, I preach to the high heavens is that if you try to be everything to everyone, you'll be nothing to no one. And, um, you know, so it's really, it's about having a concise understanding of, you know, who it is that you want to serve, the problems that are most important to them, not to you, um, which is, you know, is probably the second part of that. Lots of, of people that I come across, they want to talk about what it is that they do for people. And what I've discovered is most people don't care about what you do. They just care about, can you help them solve the problem? And that requires, you know, specific language. It, it requires specific understanding, uh, and, and precision in the communication that you're doing, um, into your marketplace. And so that's generally like a one-two punch of what most people are challenged with is trying to be everything to everybody and then end up using ambiguous language in the marketplace or in their networking functions, um, you know, because what I teach works offline as well as online. And, uh, it really keeps people working probably eight to 10 times harder than what they really need to. So do you find that, you know, as, as people are doing it there, let's talk about fears. Cause I would think that that this is, that plays a big role in a lot of the work you do with people. Is there afraid to really take a stance or, or say as, as an example, you know, all right, I'm going to work with females only. And then to, to talk to them, that doesn't mean that men won't be connected with or whatever, but like is an example. I know for myself, I was very, I don't know if apathetic is the right word, but as I was growing the WordPress chick, probably the first five years, I didn't want to ruffle feathers, which I don't know how many feathers you're going to ruffle, right? But I'm not a coder. I'm not a programmer. I fell in love with it. And so, and I'm a, I consider myself a marketer. So I was hesitant to 
take that stance, you know, and now with the podcast intro, it's no boring code snippets here. Like, I don't want to talk about code. God bless the people who do it. Not me. Right. So do you find that there is a hesitancy or a fear for your clients in taking that stance and really using their voice? Well, there is because they're afraid they're going to lose them. They're going to lose money. You know, when it comes down to it, they're afraid they're going to miss out on clients. They're afraid they're, they're going to miss out on money. Um, because if they try to be too narrow on their focus or in their communication, that they're going to miss, you know, Jane over here who might be slightly older than what they thought or, you know, might be a different sex, right? So there's definitely, there's a fear of loss that comes into play for, for many of the people that I end up working with. And what they've discovered is that the more concise and the more clear that you are with your communication, the more you're not, you're not only you're going to attract the people that you ideally would love to work with, but you're also going to, you're also going to attract other personas out there that you're not adverse to working with, but you just didn't really specifically make that your, your focus. People are, are generally attracted to clarity because there's so much uncertainty in the, out there in the world. There's so much clutter. There's so much ambiguousness uh, out there, especially in our space, that people are attracted to that clarity and to someone who speaks very confidently and acts competently in the way that they're showing up in the marketplace. So definitely it's the fear of loss that many of them discover. But then once they begin to implement the strategies and and the pieces that, that I share, they begin to notice that they not only are they lasered in and start attracting the ideal people that they want to work with, but also um, attracting other people that they maybe not had considered. And the other side of that coin, the other benefit to that, once they move through that fear, is now they can use their language as a way of screening out the people they don't want to work with. And so you'll find that it's important to take a stand for what you do believe in and what is important to you so that you screen out the people that, quite frankly, A, you wouldn't enjoy working with, or B, you're going to cause more problems um, once they're in your program than if you'd have just left them out. So, And there, I would guess, too, that any time that you – I know for myself, any time I've taken on a client where – not really who I thought I would be working with or it wasn't a good fit, but you're coming from a place of fear like, well, I need the income or I need the experience. It costs you so much more than, yes. than time and the profit. You're probably in the hole if you were to look at a, an equation in that piece yep. of it. Yep. Do you have any stories that you want to share like or a client, you know, case study that, that you can explain, you know, what sure. you've done with somebody and, and how they've come to the other side? Yeah, sure. So as an example, um, one of my clients, um, Bess McCarty, she's actually, which I thought was very fascinating, she's an MLM coach. And knowing what I know from the network marketing world, um, you know, generally they're very, very peculiar about any training outside of the company. And so, you know, she came to me, she was selling a $29 uh, membership site for her coaching. So people would pay like $29 a month and they'd get access to her membership area and a couple of live Q&A calls and coaching calls per month. And the first thing, you know, I noticed um, was that the name of the club was kind of out of integrity with um, with what it was that she was teaching. And I also noticed that she was stuck at 30 members a month for a long time. So what we did, and by the way, she's an amazingly talented individual, background of a therapist of like 30 years and um, and just really has this amazing ability to clear people of their stuff along with 
facilitating the fundamentals of what it takes to build a, you know, a, a network marketing business. But what I ended up doing was we had her to realign that communication instead of working with the struggling network marketers that are trying to get started at $29. We started to focus on the network marketers that were earning a six plus figure income already and to help them to clear out their stuff and to develop more of a leveraged model and how they teach and who they teach to. And inevitably, um, she went from doing like these $29 memberships to this, this past January, she did $25,000 in sales. She signed up five people at $5,000 a person and, um, she's not looking back. She's doing very, very well in that fact, but it started with communication strategy. We then, um, had her do a Facebook campaign, which I didn't facilitate. She did with somebody else. But the funny thing about it was is that um, she did generate over 600 leads, but her clients came from her existing uh, resources, her existing list, where I think what happened was most of them saw this shift in her communication. She started speaking to directly what they were, were missing in their lives, which I think is the key. And uh, yeah, $25,000 a month. She's never done that um, ever. <laughs> that is fantastic. And so she's probably shifted her her whole business model right oh clearly yes yes she's she's abandoning the 29 nine dollar model for now and um and moving clearly into the the higher level coaching because you know it's just as much work to find people who can pay five thousand as it is to pay you know 29 dollars. and um you know I, I just see it as a for her and her talents uh to work with you know five to ten people at a time you know, she's a, if she just did two classes of, of 10, um, you know, she's $100,000 for that year. But she, clearly, she's aspiring to do much greater work than that. Well, I'm like, but, uh, I'd keep it rolling, keeping five people. In, you know, it's like you start thinking that way. And and, yeah. and and once you see what's possible. So let's talk a little bit about some of these higher coaching things that you're helping people pull together and step into. Because I, I know for myself, there was a process in terms of like, there was a time where it was like, Oh, I couldn't eke out $500 a month. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, nah, it's too grand. Or, yeah. or, or do I really have the time or the bandwidth to be serving people? What's the best way to do this? And so, you know, in stepping into that, you know, what would you recommend for somebody who wants to step into coaching or a higher priced offering? Sign up with me. Okay. <laughs> well, um. obviously, <laughs> you know, for me, what I've discovered is, well, I'll just talk about my own experience. You know, there was a time when I couldn't have imagined, you know, charging $5,000 for my services, right? Um, matter of fact, my first, and I, I've never said this publicly, and I'll, I'll share it here with you first. My first three years online, I don't think I sold anything. How were really you, how are you living? Well, well, so here's the thing. Here's the story behind the story. I had my network marketing business was paying me. Ah, gotcha. You know? mm-hmm. So it was moonlighting. And, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, and clearly today, I mean, I still get a, re- a renewal income from that business. But, you know, the thing was, is for three years, I was building um, subscriber base and everything else. Now, where it did break down, where it did open up was I offered to my list at the time, um, you know, my the, that I was building with TonyTeagard.com. I did open it up to I said, hey, listen, I'm going to offer 10 uh, 10 phone calls, 10 20 minute consultations to pretty much help you with whatever challenges you're having. And, um, I'm going to offer this to 10 people. And as soon as they're gone, they're gone. And I was like, man, I hope I get 10 people <laughs> to apply for that. But, um, immediately I actually got like 30 responses 
and I was really surprised because I didn't have a big list. And um, I ended up generating, I think it was about um, almost $15,000 in sales. Wow. Conversations. Um, because, and here's, here's the shift. And to answer your question, you know, what does somebody do? Find out how you can serve your market. How can you, what are their biggest problem and how can you solve that for them? Um, the how even probably isn't nearly as important as the fact is, can you solve it for them? And what I found in those, those phone conversations, Kim, was that I just, I was able to connect with people in a way that I never was able to before, you know, in blog comments or in social media, you know, people were going to share publicly what they shared with me in those phone conversations, right? And, um, that's when I started to integrate the phone conversation part, you know, of, of my business because out of 10 phone calls, I believe, um, it was, you know, uh, four people that, that ended up generating that money. And, um, you know, the other ones were very grateful and gracious and the fact that I, you know, supported them. And, uh, one of them actually did go on to refer me, but, you know, just really ha- being in a place, being in your heart and really understanding, like, what are these people dealing with? What are the, and so, by having that phone conversation with those individuals, I could hear what their problems were. And I was like, hey, by the way, you know, I, I can help you fix that. And here's how I would do it. Would you like some help with it? And they were like, oh, my God, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And we did it. So one also had to come down to a point of deservingness. Um, after my, you know, the, the story within the fact my network marketing business, I actually went through divorce. And I gave away my network marketing business and I started over from scratch. So I literally built the business twice. And coming out of that, though, I was carrying a lot of shame over the divorce um, in, in that fact. And I really did go – the reason I don't feel I made any money um, in that, that short period of time with my new business, uh, online business, was because I didn't feel I was deserving, really. And I was kind of on autopilot with my with my network marketing business. And um, God, I, I totally get that. I I, just, I was totally yeah. there. It's And it's it's sad. Like, it, it makes your heart feel so heavy when you realize – you're your own obstacle. Yes. And I didn't feel deserving of that fact. And so, you know, when I was able to get out of that, um, that space and that place and start to see that people had needs and see, just see how, how selfish I was for withholding my own gifts. Um, the gift that came out of that three years was I was studying values work and, um, self esteem and self image, just desperately trying to dig myself out of that, that hole that I was in. Right. And, um, you know, the good news came from that was that I was able to facilitate not only my own transformation, but then also be able to gift that to other people. And so, um, you know, I, I know that wasn't a direct answer to if, how does someone get to that place in that space of charging more. But just the, I guess the short answer is, is to see, number one, that you're deserving of higher prices. Your transformation is very well probably worth eight to ten times what you're currently charging. Um, but if you can m- mirror that to the fact that the issues and the challenges your people are experiencing um, and that you can solve those and express that to them, that you can help them support them in moving through those challenges and what's on the other side and help them get that, um, now you're, you're really in a place to where you can make it actually, absolutely happen. There, I just wanted to share a little story that <clears throat> I had talked about this. I think re- I was interviewed on another podcast, and this was um, a Tony Tiefenbach story, but but – because the sales piece, I think, is tricky for people, and it is, it is getting on the phone and and, and listening and showing up for that phone conversation. Because I have found too that nothing beats that one on one when you can just you're totally focused, and all of a sudden, that's how I realized, wow, I can help people. Anyways, this quick story is he was was on a call with um, it was she was actually a therapist, and 
when it was, okay, well, here's the price point. You know, I think it was for the high ticket. And, and, and she was, I can't charge that, you know, and I think she must have been in the middle of the country somewhere. Cause it was like, you know, the going rates $80 an hour and, you know, just kind of, this is smarmy and all this kind of stuff, whatever. And, and his response was, you know, I appreciate the feedback and can I just ask you a couple questions? And when you shift it, because she was someone who her offering was in working with couples to save their marriage. And so she didn't think she could charge $5,000 for saving a marriage. And then, of course, my brain went to, I, I mean, I watched you went through it. I watched brother and sister both go through divorce. What does a divorce cost you? I mean, let's, I mean, if you just look at the financial piece of a divorce, it's a whole lot more than five grand, let alone the emotional cost, the, the, the stress on your life and stuff. And before he knew it, she was in tears because he was just asking her honestly and because she lived it. She lived that, that coming home to, you know, a, a negative atmosphere and, and not feeling worthy and all this stuff and just started crying, realizing, God, I should be charging $25,000 for this. Exactly. Because yeah. now she has context. Exactly. So that's something you work with, with your clients, right? How do you find that context? Absolutely. It's, it's matter of fact, the first week I, I focused really just on the pricing and the positioning and giving the actual expert context for what they charge and why they should be charging it, um, based on here and out in the real world, quote unquote. Um, and then the second and third week I spend just digging deep into those issues, those challenges, and giving them context so that the client that they're inevitably going to uh, bring on board, as a, as a prospect, they have that context because that's probably the most important piece. Content without context doesn't really serve you or your, your, your people out there. So the context of this podcast, the context of blog content, the context of your Facebook ads, Whatever medium you're using or the conversation that you're using um, to work with or to uh, inspire people to working with you, if you don't have that context and that understanding of what's most important to your prospect, then um, you'll end up not charging those high prices. You'll certainly never get them if you ask for them. And it's really sort of a simple – I don't want to say – it's not always easy to do it, but but it really isn't rocket science when you look at – you know, what is the problem you're solving and what is the value and what is the return on that? And if you, it, it's getting out of your head and your, and your space and thinking, well, how you're helping, right? And, and looking at it from the client perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can, I, inevitably what Tony did, and, and matter of fact, I've heard this story from Tony and I've heard it from, you know, from several other, um, you know, individuals is that, you know, well, how much do you want to make this month? Well, I want to make 20000 Okay, well, how much did you make last month? Well, I made 5000 Okay, well, great. So you realize that every month moving forward that you don't decide to solve this problem, that you're basically losing $15,000 a month. Well, that's some context, isn't it? (laughs) Talk about a perspective shift. Yeah, you know, and so helping them to see that gap and and making it to the point where they come up with the idea. So, you know, you told me you wanted to make 20000 How serious are you about that, right? You told me you wanted to lose 50 pounds. How serious about that are, you know, how serious about that are you? Um, and let them come up with the context. You know, um, it becomes so much more powerful when it's their idea and, uh, and when they see how much they really are losing out on. Well, and it's, it's kind of that the clarity piece ties into every element of your business and, I'm a huge, like, I love the quality of my life. So freedom is hugely important to me too. At the same time, 
I want to make a boatload of money. I, there is no shame in that for me. And there was a time where I didn't want to say that. But I also, it's for me, because I'm not, I like nice stuff, but I don't want to take care of a whole bunch of stuff either. You know what I mean? But I also realize a huge why for me is to, to shift, you know, again, parent, I adore my parents, great people, but hardworking. My dad was a police officer. They're retired, nice lifestyle and stuff. But I, my goal is to shift this, this message, right? That the only way to get further in life is to work hard, meaning hours and labor and all of that. And so like I had this massive epiphany that part of my purpose, like I know my kids get it because they've experienced it and they've watched me. Both of them feel this money flows. I get to do what I want for my life. And so I like a big why for me, like the context was, wow, you can show that there's a different way. Like you can leave a huge legacy for people that you love and care about that you don't have. There's, there's so many other ways to do this, right? And that's key is that you take the time yourself. And, and this is what makes us as, you know, being somewhat of a trailblazer, right? You know, I can relate because I was, I grew up raised by my great grandparents and my great aunt. So three people in the household besides myself and the three of them combined were making maybe $45,000 a year. Yeah. And, you know, so I know what it means to, 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 you know, I didn't lack for anything, but certainly there wasn't a lot of quote unquote nice stuff. And, um, you know, certainly didn't go hungry or anything, but I did notice as I've gotten older, you know, money doesn't motivate me, but I do like nice stuff. I like what the money um, can do for me um, when I generate that. And so it's been very inspiring. You know, when I had my first $54,000 month, um, you know, I was like, I want to do that again. <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> not because of how much, no, don't get me wrong. I like the money part of it, but it was just, it was a demo, it was a measurement and a representation of everything that I've worked through over the last few years uh, to, to break free of and to move into, and also a measurement of the value, at least some of that value that I'm able to provide into the marketplace. So, you know, I like to look at money as the measurement, and um, I like to measure a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and don't you think that it, it and there's so many things that until I think you step into it, that they sound trite, but there's a reason that a lot of people say them, right? But, but it really is who you become in that process of earning that $54,000 a month of, of hitting that. It's like, you can't go back, right? There, there's no way that you can go back to thinking you're only capable of doing five or $10,000 a month because you've proved otherwise, you know, and it, it really is that from the inside out. And that's what makes the biggest difference. Yeah, we we learned um, one of the phrases I learned from, uh, you know, my, my personal development days is that time will either expose or promote you. And Ooh, like that. There's a yeah. whole bunch of tweetables in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. And, you know, it's like when you do that, when you when you experience that kind of, you know, financial month, um, you know, time will either expose or promote you from the standpoint of like, OK, is this going to be consistent? Um, and if it's not, what can I do to consistently offer that level of value or more, you know, each month, you know, will it expose me to the point that, okay, I have a $54,000 month, but every, nobody got results and, and, um, you know, it completely sucked. Right. And so, you know, clearly my focus has always been value driven. Um, you know, my clients generally have gone like one of my clients, she was selling a $50 per month, 30 day training. And we turned around and um, created a six-week program that she sold for a thousand. And um, you know, going from fifty dollars to charging a thousand dollars, 
and then her service delivery, you know, each week was only a few hours. Um, you know, that's delivering value. Or, you know, a good friend of mine, um, William uh, Holt, who is created a certification program for his Holt coaching method, you know, goes from absolutely zero to his first um, his first group coaching program was a thirty thousand dollar launch. And he created that amount of money before he created any, you know, any first single piece of content for the course. Um, you know, that's where the level of value that I drive for, um, you know, to make sure that my clients are receiving and therefore, of course, you know, they refer me business. The vast majority of my business has been based on referral. Mostly I feel because of that value driven purpose that I have. And that's the, the measurement of that is the money that I generate on a monthly basis. So, um, you know, from a bit more of an esoteric kind of standpoint, but something that for me drives the metrics is that value and the strategic means of which how I do that. Well, I think it also speaks to the fact that there, and I've always been a firm believer that I think processes and strategies are great, but I don't necessarily believe that there's a one size fits all for, for anything. So again, where it's, you take something and you tweak it uh, in a way that really resonates with who you are and how you show up in the world. Um, so let me ask you this is how do, how do you keep yourself like at, at that next level or what are you doing for, so you, you coach people. I mean, cause I, again, it, it's having those people who, you know, don't want to invest in their own business, but then expect people to, to pay them for what they do. It's just, it's never going to happen. So how, what are you doing for Tony? Such a great point. Well, you know, ideally, you know, there's, there's trainings, there's investments, you know, the training you and I met was a $5,000 investment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so definitely I don't expect people to invest at a level that I myself am not willing to do either. So, and if I'm not getting those kind of results, but yet I'm expecting them and yet I'm not doing that myself, then I have nobody to point the finger at by myself. Right. So for me, actually I have mentors even outside of, of the industry. Matter of fact, um, Glenn Bridges and I were talking the other day and, and, um, I've got he's an got interview a, with him coming up too. You do. Yeah. Love I've got to do one with him. Yeah. I got to do another one with him. So. But, you know, we were talking about he's got his rich dad, you know, and, and I never thought about it. I was like, well, well shit, I've got my own rich dad. <laughs> and I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I literally, one of my mentors, he has about five different businesses of which he very successful in all of them, franchises, real estate and everything else. And, you know, Glenn and I were talking about this. And, you know, so he's been my mentor now for probably a good two years. And so I'm always at that level of, of an, not only just financial investment, but the energetic investment. And even more importantly is the commitment uh, to execute based on what I'm learning from my mentors. And so um, I also have a mastermind group that I'm a part of uh, that we meet once a month. Um, you know, again, all very high level, um, you know, commitments on our parts to follow through to know that when we come back next week um, or next month that here's not only what I've learned, but what um, what I've moved through, some of the challenges I'm experiencing. So, you know, it's not only investing at an energetic level, you know, I, I very rarely these days buy, you know, hundred dollar, you know, info products or any of those sort of things. Not that they're, they're not valuable, but at the level that I'm looking to, to show up and to demonstrate and therefore attract, um, you know, I'm consistently doing that, you know, energetically, financially, um, and mentally and emotionally. I love that you pointed out it's that it's not so much that, a business mentor is necessarily, you know, that's not the only place to invest in. I mean, I've said it so many times. I still see my therapist who I found when I lost my husband 12 years, 12 years later, moved out of the area, but it, 
three hour drive there. I spent three hours with her, three hour drive back. So there's a financial investment, but for me, it's a way to, to stay on track and keep leveling up because she's also, she's a big real estate investors and very well in her own business. So I look at that and it's like, that is something that I, I can't even put a price. I have gained so much more from the time and financial investment in continuing to do that work because I know that if I do the work on myself, it's going to play out in my business. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, um, my emotional healing coach that supported me through very dark time after my, after my divorce. Um, you know, later, not only she was, she was my coach, but then she then became a very good friend. And then, uh, a bit of a mentor to me and where I was, I've learned a lot about, um, shadow work and, and, uh, you know, just my spiritual journey in and of itself. And then of course we've partnered on a couple of projects, which we did uh, a group coaching program. Um, and you know, just over time, you know, that's one of those relationships, very rare where you have individuals that invest energetically, not necessarily financially, but just energetically at such a high level that you both reap some, some major rewards. Um, you know, that's been a, a, a very valuable, uh, friendship and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, even more, you know, since, uh, you know, for the past few years. So yeah, I totally relate with, with that, your experience there too. All right. So what is coming for Tony Teagarden? What do you have on the horizon? So on the horizon this year, um, we've got the, uh, what's right now still called the high ticket blogging formula. Um, probably going to be going through a bit of a rebranding because it's become, you know, not just the blogging aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so really going to be streamlining that and then also opening up a year long, uh, coaching and mentoring, um, as well. So really excited about that coming out. And, um, as you and I both also know, we're coming out with the turning your problems into profits podcast, which I'm super stoked about. I am super stoked about too. <laughs> That'll be great. I can list you anytime. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. lastly, is there anything fun about yourself that you'd like to share that maybe people wouldn't know? Absolutely about you? not. I am completely <laughs> the most unfun person on the planet. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> no, I um, actually funny enough. So um, I'm a huge Disney advocate and I live here in Tampa, Florida. So I'm about an hour, about an hour and 15 minutes away from, from Disney. And, uh, you know, I mean, I could go off on just, you know, just Walt as himself, just an entrepreneur and a dream builder and a believer. And, you know, you can say a lot of things about him that that he was and there's a lot of things that he wasn't, um, but just committed and focused. And so there's for so many magical reasons why I'm a huge Disney advocate. I am um, so there with you. I love his quotes. I've read his bio. Yes. I just, I have postcards that I've framed of him. Just, I, I totally, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. And matter of fact, um, funny little thing. So if you go to my Instagram account, it has absolutely nothing to do with business. So, you know, I've got Facebook, I've got Google Plus, I've got Twitter. And, you know, a lot of those tend to gear towards, you know, personal development and um, business growth and, and, and whatnot. But um, if you go to my Instagram, it's loaded with nothing but just really pretty pictures because um, photography is also another little crazy thing I like. Um, I know. I got to see some great sunsets of yours with awesome yes, quotes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. And, of course, you're just going to see some Disney stuff in there as well. So um, fun little tidbits, you know, about Tony Teagarden. And, yes, I still listen to rock and roll and metal and every now and then, but uh, <laughs> not nearly like I did. So. That's awesome. Tony, thank you so much. Where is the best place for people to connect with you? So um, they can definitely, you know, meet me over at Facebook. I actually am very active on my private Facebook. If they want to, feel free to head over to um, facebook.com forward slash Tony 
Tea Garden. I'm sure you'll probably have that link um, in the description. I will. And um, I've got a really cool special training they can get at, uh, they can go to uh, TonyTeagarden.com forward slash Kim. And uh, we'll just call that, uh, you know, a special link for you so we can refer some cool people over there. But I've got a really great training that they can go check out, take a look at. It's basically just sharing with them how I've built a, you know, a consistent $25,445 per month, uh, you know, coaching uh, business. And um, I break it all down there, like the five most critical pieces that, uh, to me, were the most important in getting me there. And it has also supported my clients in getting there, too. So. That is awesome. Tony, thank you so much for being here. Of, of course, I love talking with you anytime, but thanks so much for yeah. being on the show. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. It's been a blast, and I'll look forward to the next one. Great. So that's it, everybody. And make sure you can go to stay tuned. I'll have all the links again at the end, and all the links will be in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening. And of course, a review on iTunes would be fabulous. It helps other people find the show. And I look forward to talking with you guys soon. <laughs>
Um, there is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 